Hello and welcome to the Seascapes Collab podcast series. My name is Susie O'Hara and I'm a curator, educator and practice-based researcher exploring emerging models of cross-sector collaboration between art, innovation and society. I'm currently working in partnership with the Seascapes Time to Tea Shores and Seas Marine Heritage Project, Seascapes for short, which is generously funded by the National Lottery Heritage Fund and University of Sunderland. For the past three years, I've been curator and lead researcher for Seascapes Collab, a multi-year creative engagement project that aims to scaffold creative experimentation between artists, researchers, marine heritage specialists and coastal communities living along the northeast coastline. The resulting creative experiences, participatory artworks and interactive exhibitions explore how we can better connect with our world and co-develop sustainable ways to care for our marine environment through art and creativity. Today we're going to deep dive into Blast Beach Digging Deeper, a documentary that highlights the influence of our northeast mining heritage on our County Durham coastline and how the people who live there are influenced by it. Join us to hear geologist Professor Dave Roberts talk about how the documentary came about and how the artists and the ex-mining communities were crucial to the project. Dr Adele Holzmere and Jack and Jean, representatives from the East Durham Artists Network, share their experiences of the creative vision and the artistic delivery. The coast at Seaham and at the Blast Beach is, is an extraordinary place. It's a very surreal place. It's not what you'd expect to find at the coast. Being from Seaham, I know about the pits and the, you know, the, the spoliation and going down there as a kid. We already had some ideas about doing some work on the tides and the, the beach and the blast. And that, that, that's, in a sense, that's always on our mind. We wanted to say something about Blast Beach to tell people who maybe didn't know about Blast Beach something about that that space and that place. I'm David Roberts. Uh, I'm a geologist. I work at uh, Durham University in the geography department there. Susie and I got chatting about seascapes. Uh, We were chatting about all the different projects that were part of seascapes. Uh, I have a project in seascapes which is called Reading the Rocks, which is all about trying to uh, inform the public about the geological history of the coast, but most importantly to to get the public really interested in how their coast has evolved, how the different processes have changed through geological time. Susie, obviously, in the meantime, was running sea to air, and Susie was interested in seeding lots of small projects that could get different communities involved in seascapes and uh, helping us as the seascapes team to understand why the coast was important to those different communities. Susie was interested in finding a project along the coast that she could work with other collaborators with. And I suggested that looking at the Blast Beach and working with some of the communities there, the ex-mining communities, some of the 
artist communities uh, would be a really great way to get the community involved and to ask them why places like the Blast Beach were important to them. So my name's Dr Adele Halsmeyer and I'm a senior lecturer at the University of Sunderland and my involvement in the project was to facilitate and kind of shape the overarching vision for the piece. So I was approached by Susie to be involved from the academic perspective with the university but then we were looking at ways in which we could collaborate with the community and then I kind of bridged the two. I'm Jack Siri Howard and I'm, I've got two hats. I'm a local artist who works and practices in Seam, and I was born in Seam, but I'm also co-chair of EDAN, East Durham Artists Network, who were approached by Seascapes with a view to being involved in this magnesium limestone project. I'm Jean Spence, a bit like Jack. I wasn't born in Seam, but raised in Seam um, from the age of about 18 months and left and then came back, so we both returners to the area, um, and I'm co-chair with Jack of EDAN. So I was originally in a team with Professor Dave Roberts from Durham University who was entering the project from a specialist perspective in relation to kind of geography really and geology, geology. yeah geology Um, and we also had an artist that we were working with but unfortunately the original artist couldn't continue the project and Dave had a really great connection through these walks um, along the coastline, these geology walks along the coastline with East Durham Artists Network. So he, he asked whether we could get involved with East Durham Artists Network to be involved in the project. And I think really from the beginning, it was very organic because we didn't really know what the outcome was gonna be. We thought it would be multimedia and have some filmic elements involved in it but we didn't exactly know what that was going to look like so we came down here and spoke with Jack and Jean and the rest of East Durham Artists Network who wanted to be involved. Six of us sat around the table up there having a discussion about what it was about. I mean part of the discussion was about what constitutes community and whether we were as an organisation facilitating access to the community or whether we were community ourselves. That was quite an important moment because one of the things that we maintain is that we are the community. We are actually representative of our community in terms of art. We're not representative in in a political sense, but we do represent this local community. And and most of the members here belong to the community one way or the other. Quite a few of them were born here, brought up here, been part of it historically. And so I think we were working with you on that basis that we were... As as representatives of this community, we could talk about reading the rocks from a historical and personal and identity sort of perspective. Yeah, because in the past we've been victims of, we've had artists visited upon us and we've been used as a kind of a, a siphon, you know, to like, to transfer our local knowledge to them and they've gone off and done a magnificent piece of work. But for the first time, We've been through seascapes recognised as artists in the community, and that was a real sort of breakthrough moment. It was, it was mm. really important. Yeah. What we wanted as a project was to be able to engage with the local people, to give something back, but also to understand what they valued in terms of the coastline. So, Sea to Air and the Blast Beach project was a step in a slightly different direction. And it required the building of a a relationship to be able to work together. We had to explain what we were trying to do, that we wanted to work with them to come up with a project that eventually, of course, ended up being a mini film. 
But to be able to tell that story, we had to, I suppose, get to know the different people at Edan, to know some of the miners. You know, indeed, I talked to a lot of different people to begin with to see who we could get involved. So I think once they knew what we were trying to do and that it was very much reliant and needed their input, they were happy to start to talk, to work together. So, you know, it took a while to build that relationship with Edan and to get them to understand what we wanted and to get them to appreciate that being involved and working together with a filmmaker, you know, like Adele or a geologist like me, could be valuable and worthwhile for them, as well as their input being really worthwhile for us. It had to be pretty symbiotic like that. It had to be a two-way thing. So, you know, Reading the Rocks, for example, gives a lot to the community in terms of providing walks and talks. It's an opportunity for them to, to learn and to find things out. But then, of course, for Edan, they got the benefits of working with myself and Adele. But importantly, Susie's project brought some resource for them. So, you know, they got they got a small grant out of it, which went towards helping them to put things on in terms of the, the art installations or, or the gallery. So it was a bit of give and take for them. They got something out of it from Susie's project, from reading the rocks in terms of the walks and talks. But absolutely critically, it had to be a two-way process. I think there was two important things for Dave and I. The first was kind of that the geology was spoken about because that was really important in relation to his specialism. He wanted to say something significant about this coastline. But I think also from the beginning, we didn't want to lead any sort of project. We wanted to kind of collaborate on a project and we really wanted Edan to lead on it. So I think that's why that first meeting was so important because it was about us sitting around the table and saying actually what do we need to say about this coastline not from our perspective but from yours and really we were kind of foregrounding the artwork weren't we and how that was influenced by everything that's around the art block really and I think that's how we began and then worked out from there a way of kind of documenting and telling the story and the narrative because originally I'm not sure if you, you know about this but Originally, we were tasked, Dave and I were tasked about uh, to give a voice to the non-human in relation to the coastline. So, so, that, so for a long time, <laughs> for a long time, there was this whole discussion backwards and forwards about actually what is the non-human. But actually, I think we were overcomplicating it because the non-human really was the information that Dave was giving us about the geology of the coast. So <laughs> once we'd cemented that, I think everything else was quite organic and actually was... Um, well, from my perspective, a really enjoyable process about working with people who knew about the coastline in a completely different way. I think like what Jack and Jane are saying is, you know, it was a personal reflection on the coastline and historical reaction to it. experiential too, because um, everybody who is involved in this place, who's been brought up in this area, has experience of the blast beach, which was the focus of what we were doing, um, one way or another, whether it was just like Carol walking the dogs, or walking our dogs there, the yeah, uh, right. or, or using the, the blast ourselves as inspiration yeah. in and on our artwork, actually using objects from down there. So I suppose we were the, we were strictly speaking the human element because we were looking at not just the geology, but what had happened to the geology, you know, not over millennia that Dave talks about deep time, but just in our lifetimes, you know, how it's changed and how it's being abused and how nature's battling her way back yeah. and cleaning up the beaches. 
and then how you respond to that yeah. and all of the work that was being created so I think there was actually three strands that kind of emerged from the project the first was Dave's strand I suppose in relation to his geology and what he was telling us about how the rocks formed and how it became to be what it was from like, like Jane said you know thousands and hundreds and thousands of years ago but then also there was a, a kind of man-made influence on how the beach was transformed and that's when we brought um Des and Stephen the miners in to talk about their experience of working on Blast Beach and inadvertently affecting that coastline um, in terms of its aesthetics and then we had a response to that in relation to an artistic practice so I think it was a really organic kind of way of telling that story which resulted in this really beautiful film that told the story from a geology perspective but also from a kind of a human and personal perspective. It was great for us having an, an expert, as in Dave, because often, you know, you walk the beach, you pick up things and think, oh, look at the colour of that, I wonder how that got like that. And having Dave that way, we could just say, what's this? Why is that like that? <laughs> That's wonderful, yeah. I think the community were happy to come and talk about it, happy to discuss it, happy to consider why it might be important or uh, of value to them. So... Working with Adele and Susie, uh, there, was a, there was another local artist, Lindsay, to begin with, who helped out. We put some ideas together. But working with Jack and Jean and the rest of the Eden community became important because they already valued the Blast Beach as a very uh, unusual and extraordinary place. They already had put time and effort into exploring it, getting to know it. But it's part of them, essentially. You know, they all grew up there. They played on that beach as kids. They've come to really appreciate it now, I think, as adults, but particularly as artists. A lot of their art that they've produced in recent decades has been inspired by the Blast Beach. So I think working with them was a really fantastic opportunity. And Adele and I learned an awful lot about why the Blast Beach is important to them. And as an artistic place of inspiration, it's important to them, but it's also important to them in terms of its heritage and what it represents as a sense of place. We also got to work and talk to some of the ex-miners about the Blast Beach, uh, Stephen and Des, and it was just fantastic to talk to them because without having the, the intimate knowledge of what happened there in terms of the pit and the tipping of the rock waste, without having that knowledge, you can't put the story together. So if you're going to educate or inform the general public, particularly those people under 30 who probably have no recollection of the mine, you know, they would have been, wouldn't have been born then or they would have been very small kids. A lot of people under 30 don't realise there was a series of collieries on the cliffs along the Durham coast. They don't realise there was a colliery at Nose's Point at Dorden. So without the input of the mining community, it would have been difficult to tell that story and to to be able to let people appreciate how that environment at the Blast Beach has changed. So absolutely critical to work with the local people. I think it's widened my understanding a great deal. You know, sort of being from Seam, I know about the pits and the, you know, the despoilation and going down there as a kid and, you know, we've got a reputation because it was the black beaches. But deeper than that, now that things are washing away and revealing evidence of, different projects that have tried to tidy up the beaches over the the last decades but then being able to look at the cliffs and know 
what happened, you know, how the magline was formed, why it looks like that, why it weathers the way it does, why it makes those shapes that it does. And um, more recently, the different layers on, on the, the shelf that it includes all the rubbish from the pits and the shale. And, um, and Dave was able to explain how those layers were formed and you know the the um the first layer of industrialization being at the bottom and then on top of that and also something about because i never really understood the yellow of the shale and he was able to explain about the chemical processes that go on and and how the shale is formed so yes i think it did give us didn't it a, a deeper understanding in in the sense of understanding the processes that are happening there at the moment but also a longer understanding in terms of the prehistoric situation and the formation of the landscape as Edam part of the way in which we think about ourselves is in terms of um, being culturally situated and understanding the culture of the locality and in some ways making an effort through the art to interpret that culture and communicate it back to people in ways that make them think a little bit more about who they are and why they are so there's there's that process is always going on here and so this project really fitted into that and we already had some ideas about doing some work on the tides and the, the beach and the blast and that, that that's in a sense that's always on our mind because that's the, the most obvious manifest physical manifestation of the changes that are taking place other than the buildings that are going up around but in terms of what nature is doing and then being able to think of that in terms of how the beach is being used by local people and um, and what's happening to them now that this town has changed from a mining town to a sort of tourist town, if you like. And Part of us widening our understanding here is also in order to communicate that to outsiders who come in. And um, we get a lot of people who are tourists or who are here for a day trip or have come for a weekend or a week to pick glass or whatever it is that they want to do. And they quite often engage in conversation which is to do with them trying to understand where they are and how they are and so I, I mean I, I don't know about you but I feel a real sense of responsibility to get that sort of message across so that it goes beyond the superficial oh yeah we can go down on the beach and pick glass mm-hmm. and what's the glass about well, I had some people who yeah. were really um, horrified you know when they came and yeah. saw my exhibition and I had some photographs yeah. of what the beach looked like back in you know 1950s 60s 70s with absolute horror and they can't believe that it was allowed to happen and you know we I mean basically the core powered the industrial revolution didn't it and without it we wouldn't be who we are today um, that was an interesting part of the process, I think, because originally we wanted to say something about Blast Beach to tell people who maybe didn't know about Blast Beach something about that that space and that place. And I think we did do that. And I think just in terms of the traction that the end video that we created got, it, it kind of did go quite global, actually. It wasn't just spread nationally. We had comments from people in Australia talking about, thank you for informing us about this beach and this geographical location which was which is quite exciting really but I think another participant of the work actually was those people who 
have grown up here who ne- weren't necessarily involved in the process that we were doing or the film or being interviewed in any way but um who came maybe to watch the film being screened and immediately had memories their own memories that they wanted to share and that was an, an undocumented aspect of the work but actually it was a really beautiful outcome because people were like oh yeah I recognize that and when that person said that that also happened to me or did you know about because that wasn't put in the film and it allowed people to have the, the space to kind of reflect on their own memories and to think to think back and I think that was turned up to that weren't they I'd forgotten about that and yet it was a real big day showing the film it was excellent well so initially we looped it here so we had it on kind of to support the um that the art exhibition that was going on because uh Jack and Jean really helpfully moved the exhibition to be in kind of coincide with the release of the film which was really great and then we had a lovely premiere here with Peter and everything it was lovely so yeah so there was lots of different people throughout the day coming and watching that and actually then going to see Blast Beach so because they'd, they'd been inspired by it then it was put on to a, a channel that we could share so that was kind of shared far and wide and that had comments and responses and it had quite a lot of traction when it first was released a lot of people were watching it and then through a contact of yourself wasn't it Jack um we were asked to screen it at the CM carnival as well so then it was screened on a on a big telly <laughs> I could stand in front of it and look at ourselves <laughs> 50 foot high yes. to me is not a pretty sign <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose it should be mentioned actually that the other element of the project was that we were given opportunities for students at the University of Sunderland to do the production side of things, yes. so get the opportunity to produce and direct and film and edit the whole thing, which I think was a really great experience and, and paid experience for them as well. So I think, you know, it allowed them to do real work before before graduating. A lot of them were master students who came back and it was such a nice team that it came was and a really nice team that came, yeah. came out with us under the beach to watch us doing little bits of artwork and yeah into uh, videos and it, that was quite nice mm-hmm. it was freezing cold the day I went out <laughs> well we must say that it was it was Dave that chose <laughs> he's not here so he can't refute but it was Dave that chose the month that we filmed and when he said January I was a bit um, <laughs> I was a bit hesitant about how cold it was going to be but actually I think it just elevated the mood of the environment really and um, and it, he was right it kind of really sang about what Blast Beach was about at that at that time Adele really was was fantastic in terms of trying to organise everything, get everything planned. She really thought about how we could do it in terms of, I guess, putting a storyboard together. I was responsible for providing the story in terms of the story we wanted to tell and how we were going to do it. So I guess I was the, the geological expert who provided the background information for us to build the story around. Adele really kind of glued it all together. She really project managed it in terms of um, getting the film crew sorted out because, you know, we had a great film crew who were some of the gang from Sunderland. So the film crew were were contracted in to help us put the film together. And Adele very much worked with them in terms of how we were going to film it, how the different components of making and producing a film were to be done. We spoke with Edan about how they wanted to tell their story, and that was really important. So we asked, I think there was eight or nine members of EDAN who were willing to come and tell their story about why the Blast Week was important. So we scheduled all of those individual interviews and pieces of film. Uh, I think we did some filming down at 
Jack's house in Jack's little studio. So we went to film some art in practice, as it were. We did the interviews in Edan. We got the miners along and we did some filming on the beach, talking to Stephen and Des about different aspects of the environment down there and how it had evolved. So I think really importantly, you know, Susie and Adele, I spoke initially, Adele started to think about how we could put the film together. I started to think about the key components that were to go in. Edan and Stephen and Des, the miners, gave some thought as to which parts of the story they'd like to contribute. And much credit to Adele. Adele kind of really brought it all together and integrated all the different parts. So that's how it worked. We had all the different bits of the story and we kind of glued them together. And with Adele's expertise and, and the film crews, we managed to edit it together into something that <laughs> well, kind of makes sense, I think. I think it's an interesting little film in that it's got some unusual components. Um, I think that's what it needed to be. It needs to be a bit unusual. So everybody's got different stories and and depending on what you focus on, it's a really complex thing, isn't it? And that was the fabric of the whole, the film that kind of documented people's response to the beach. It was the, the different reactions to it, the different interactions with it. Not everybody who um, was kind of part of the documentary lived in Siam, you know, some people were kind of commuting to be part of Edan, for example, but still had something to say about how it inspired them. And I think the the ultimate inspiration of, of that geographical location was at the heart of every everybody's story, you know, Dave's story, Des and Stephen's story, everybody from Edan's story. It was all about, you know, how is this influence and inspiring us and helping us make things and it carries on too I noticed I noticed that Nida who um, lives in Stockton but who wanted to participate in that project hadn't didn't really know the glass beach before then and um, she keeps going back there now for walks and is definitely picking things up and is is actually thinking about it much more than she used to do so that's nice isn't it yeah yeah and Jean and I have always written too um, but my personal writing poetry was probably more definitely sort of um, a visual reaction but having come through the, the seascapes experience with Dave's knowledge and so on you feel like you can tap into something a little bit more you know universal um, so it certainly broadened out my writing as well as my visual art too. Well, I think first and foremost, what's really encouraging is I know lots of people who've seen it. Lots of people have come up to me. I had one guy a couple of months ago. He went, oh, you're Dave Roberts, Blast Beach. I was like, oh. And uh, he was a guy from Newcastle. He was a surfer, surfed a lot down the coast, down into, from South Durham down into Yorkshire. And he went, oh, yeah, I know who you are. You're Dave Roberts from the Blast Beach. So that was really nice. So... If it's just got out there to you know, a handful of people and it's made those people think about the beach in a different way, well, you know, we've done our job. If it's changed a few people's perspectives on the coast and the place they live, great, absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I hope it's had some resonance. I mean, what was interesting that Susie and Adele, they had some stats on how many people had looked at the website or had looked at the film. It was picked up in some of the local press as well. So they had some stats on how many people might have seen it through the press. 
And I was really surprised at the potential amount of eyes on that might have seen the press releases or the film launch. You know, we, we had the film launch at the food festival as well in Siam. So lots of local people would have seen it at the Siam Food Festival. So I just hope that through those different outlets, you know, a few people have picked up on it and it's made them think differently about the place they live. Uh, and that, that really was the most important thing. We gained that extra bit of knowledge, whether it was deeper or wider. I mean, it was the opportunity to work collaboratively with Sunderland and Durham universities was a very new experience for us, I have to say. It restored my faith because it's different working with somebody than being the object of somebody else's exercise. And it was nice to be taken seriously as as representatives of the community. So that, I mean, I think that, that boosted our confidence in terms of the, the possibilities of partnership working mm-hmm. with with the institutions. I think today's testimony of that, because I think although we came in and said, are you interested in being involved in this? Actually, the project didn't just stay as like the university's project I think it just became everybody's project didn't it so we all had like a say in the vision of the piece and how it was going to move forward Um, and I think because we're all in the podcast talking about and reflecting on it it's just testimony to that like it wasn't it wasn't just the University of Sunderland that was leading something forward and I think Dave and I never wanted it to be that actually because we weren't I mean I wasn't in any way an expert in any of these environments Um, but in, Dave was <laughs> obviously an expert in relation to geology um, so I think it, it, ha- it had to be that we were working really collaboratively in relation to who wanted to be involved and allow it to just be everybody's project and I, and I hope that is what we achieved. We got an opportunity to publicise what we're doing quite a bit as well I mean the YouTube video still comes up doesn't it and we're still there talking talking about this so and you know the, the message has been spread quite a long way which is good it's, and it gives a different perspective on what seam is from what you usually get from the normal sort of touristy stuff so that's that's definitely again as far as we're concerned and we got a really nice exhibition out of it and well, Seascapes is ongoing. It's incredibly rewarding, but it's incredibly challenging as well. You know, it takes a, an awful lot of time to provide these different inputs, uh, but they're so important in terms of that legacy and just to hopefully pique people's interest in the coast and the place they live. So I think Seascapes has been a very worthwhile experience, but I've also really enjoyed working with Adele, uh, Jack and Jean and Edan Crowd, the filmmakers, Susie. So, you know, I think, well, to begin with, I was quite reticent to get involved because it takes a lot of time and effort. I think it's been a really rewarding experience for me as a physical geographer, as a geologist, who, you know, it's usually fairly hardcore science in terms of outreach. To be involved in a project that has, you know, real community impact uh, and it's given me the opportunity to work with some social scientists been really enjoyable uh, and I've I've got a lot out of it so uh, yeah very very worthwhile. The Durham coast is a special place its geological foundations are spectacular internationally important and extraordinary however the legacy of coal has impacted heavily on this coastline leaving a grey blanket that has smothered and ironically protected our natural wonders and industrial heritage. Yet while the marvels of the Carboniferous period lie hidden below sea level in the drowned mine shafts that run out to sea, soon the power of the ocean will remove the mine waste 
and fully reactivate the beautiful and spectacular Permian Magnesium Limestone Cliffs. The Blast Beach will no longer be a source of peculiar treasures and scorching lagoons, but instead a different place, a place of natural, rocky wonders for everyone to enjoy and explore.